Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. Hola, Solange. Hola, Miguel. ¿Cómo está? Muy bien. Bien. ¿Y por qué hablamos en español? ¿Por qué no? <laughs> no, no, no. No. Porque we watched a movie today called Uno para Morir from 2023. In English, they call it Death's Roulette. But in Spanish, everybody in the movie spoke. <laughs> that's that's how I feel when I read Spanish. I know. <laughs> I know. This was a Mexican film, and it was also a Paramount original. Yes. Yes. So Death's Roulette is the story of seven individuals who wake up and find themselves trapped in a mansion, being told that they can only escape if they collectively decide one of them to die. Obviously, we're going to spoil this movie like we always do. Yes. But you should be aware that as a mystery thriller, this movie is all about the secrets that get unveiled over the course of it. So if you are thinking about watching this movie... You should definitely watch it before you listen to us because we're going to ruin all the fun surprises of the whole thing. Yes. And just from my perspective, you should go watch it first. Hmm. Interesting. More spoilers. Let's begin. Rule one, choose someone to die. Rule two, they must agree to die. But ironically, confused with rule two... Rule three, no one may volunteer. Right. So your agreement has to come after the vote, not before the vote. It's very, very important. And that's why Jose is such a short-lived character in this film. Yes. So we have an interesting collection of people in this movie. We have a family headed by businessman businessman Esteban, who is kind of a beanbag. Yeah. This is rich people who think everybody else is less than them. Yes. Esteban is a beanbag, but I almost dislike Marta, his wife, even more, because she's not even a business person. Like, she literally, there was nothing that she did. At no point was she given a job. Her entire existence was, I am married to an, a, a very uh, important man. I think she even did that. Like Mi were- esposa... <laughs> Es muy importante. Importante. <laughs> muy bien. Like, they were introducing each other, like, what do you do? Esteban's like, I'm the president of this company, and I'm awesome. And Marta's like, I'm married to him. <laughs> right? And, and in her mind, that was all she needed, yeah. which is why I disliked her so much. Like, it wasn't like she also had her own thing going on. She was no. just like... That makes me important because he is important. And then they have their daughter, Lupe, who is a human rights lawyer. And I thought at the beginning was going to be someone I would like. Oh. 
Turns out, no. Interesting. In addition, we have Simone, who's a cop. Just your basic cop dude. Yes. Armando, the surgeon who's more important than anybody else because he saves 60 lives a year. Yes. Which, interestingly, Marta disputes on the basis that her husband's company has 80,000 employees, and if they didn't have that job, they'd be dead. So really, she's saving 80,000 lives every second. Every second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we have Teresa, who is a flight attendant and an amphetamine junkie. We later discover. Yes. And Jose, who is very old and retired as far as like that's the only <laughs> that's job, job he gives and he from, is the only one from the very beginning who is super beat up yeah because he has been tortured so in their very first little discussion he's like come on guys just pick me and i'll go with it and of yes. course he is murdered for doing that because that's volunteering and we already know that's one of the rules right so the two like hunter people come in and shoot him right away. And that's the point where we decided that this was in fact a horror movie. It is questionable. Because they came in and shot him in the head and we see brains on the couch. <laughs> that's the line for you. I mean, it was it was the point where I was like, oh, so we get to see him being all tortured and then we see him being all murdered and it was like... They were not shying away from showing things, which tends to be kind of a horror movie thing. And then shortly after that, there's a scene where they walk into a room and there's a bunch of clowns. And I was like, yep, this is horror. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fair reason. It's billed as a thriller on like IMDb. And it's definitely riding that line. It's thrillery. But we've seen so many movies Mm -hmm. about people waking up in a mansion and having to murder each other or similar things. That were counted as horror that, like, this is fine. We can we can call this. We It definitely is horror enough for us to consider reviewing it. As we get closer to talking about the end of the movie, I, I want to revisit this conversation. Okay. Okay. So as these seven, well, six now, individuals... <laughs> yeah work their way through the mansion like they're they're kind of given these tasks like in the first room they have to figure out there's a bunch of clues and each clue is something that only one of them in the room would know and they have to provide the answer and then you know it makes an acrostic which gives them a big clue about what's going on yeah and most importantly this causes each of them to have to spill secrets about who they are and how they're all connected to all this because surprise (gasps) these aren't just random strangers they all have a reason that they're being captured here yes and the reason is the answer to the acrostic (gasps) what is that pablo vega oh my what yes (laughs) it's not pablo yega yega like they originally thought because they didn't know, because Jose was dead, they had to guess what his answer was. Yeah. Um, that was actually kind of cool, because they put, like, the the question was... It was like, Jose was... Blank. That was basically it. Yes. And they're like, well, all we know about him is he's retired, so we'll put retired, which is jubilado, apparently. And so that had a J, and... That clearly didn't work. It was Pablo Yega, and they're like, oh, that's 
Pablo Vega. We know about him. He's a he's a murderer. Simone knew that. Yeah, because he's a cop. So they were like, obviously, it's something that starts with V and is however many letters. But they didn't bother delving into it. Then they're just like, you know, we've solved this. We're uh-huh. done. But it kind of left that open where if we knew better Spanish, we might have been trying to figure out what this word was. Yes, yes. And that definitely comes back around later in a very, like, satisfying, clever kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, So we find out that all of these people have connections to Pablo Vega, who is, according to Simon, he is like a really bad dude who often captures groups of people and does bad things to them. Yeah, he's like, I forget what the examples were. Something like a judge and, you know, like there were other yeah. people. He, he he sets up these saw games. Yes, apparently. <laughs> so we find out that they all have connections. Simone has been trying to capture him and in the process shot his wife at some point. Yeah. That's the story that Simone tells us. Yeah. At least. What? You uh-huh. think he's not honest? Ooh. Teresa hits Pablo Vega's mother with a car while she is high on amphetamines Mm -hmm. and drops her off at a hospital where Armando does surgery on her, but like a very simple surgery for fractures, but he like screws it up and punctures her esophagus and she dies. That wasn't his story. Well, not at first. (laughs) Armando was a liar. (laughs) He was scummy. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He was. And then we have the Esteban Marta Lupe family. And it turns out that Marta is Pablo Vega's mother's sister. (laughs) Yeah. She's his aunt. Yes. Which is news to Lupe, who did not know that she had an aunt or a cousin or any other uh, living relative, apparently. Yeah. I mean, that goes through several layers of misleading and lies before we actually understand all the parts of it. And then it goes even further than we've already told you. (gasps) Yes. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Yeah. So they're going through, they are solving all of these little puzzles and doing different things and slowly revealing to each other and to the audience how they are connected. And it turns out they have all like harmed Pablo Vega in some pretty dramatic ways. Yes. They, they were not great for him. So he's got a chip on his shoulder and I guess he's going to kidnap them and force them to murder each other. You know, like you do sometimes like you do. And he does this in this elaborate, like mansion built into the side of a cliff above the ocean on a presumably private Island. And it's a big, fancy building, and it just got me thinking about, you know, it doesn't just apply to this movie, but the idea of when you get those contractors out there to work on this. I had the same thoughts. Yes. You're like, so, you know, we need to have the a steel door here that opens and can seal shut and be unopenable. And, and the contractors are like, but why? Okay, even before that. I didn't even get to that point because I, you know, they did that pan out shot where, you know, you see. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. From the, from, you know, we're from inside the room. We go out through the window and pan out and we see that it's just like this. It wasn't on top of the cliff. Mm -mm. It was 
in the cliff. So you see like a rectangle of the mansion and the rest of the mansion is inside this cliff. And all I could think was, what did the contractors say when (laughs) the owner of this house, the builder of this house invited them out and was like, I would like to build here. And they're like, oh, on top of this cliff overlooking the sea, that's doable. And he's like, no, no, (laughs) I would like to be about a third of the way down this cliff (laughs) and the house is in, in the rock and the contractors are like, what now? (laughs) Yeah. I, I was imagining that too, like the process of building this. And I guess you could just, you know, stay on the shore side of it and just, dig with a big digger i guess it would work but scary and complicated and yeah. things would like start collapsing and falling right? off and yikes definitely dynamite involved because there's a lot of rock in <laughs> yeah, there yeah like you basically would have to dynamite a hole into the cliff like like you're basically digging a cave into the cliff and then build the mansion from the inside out yeah but it did go all the way to the surface because that's where the exit was. I don't know if there was like a layer of rock or not, or if it was just all house up to the surface. Maybe. But then here's the contractors come to him and go, yeah, so why are you building this crazy thing? And he's he's explaining. He's like, yeah, I'm going to have this party. Like, you're going to use it once? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because after that, the cops are going to be swarming all over it. <laughs> right? Oh, I don't even know. But then, after the whole thing, all these contractors, they know about this place. And when they, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be like, investigate and talk to the cops and be like, hey, that's the guy who hired us. Right. When this address shows up in the news because, <laughs> you know, there is drama happening there, you know that those contractors are like, dude, that's the place that had all the weird steel doors. Yeah. Like... What is happening in that Maybe place? Maybe we shouldn't have built all those handcuffs into the walls. <laughs> <laughs> or that big trap with a giant buzzsaw. It didn't have that, but no. movies like this do. I mean, Maybe we just didn't get to that room. Yeah. Because very early on, Marta breaks down. You know, it's revealed that she has this sister that she sent to an asylum who got mm-hmm. raped and had a baby and died in childbirth. And then Marta was like, I don't want that kid. Left him in the asylum. Like, she, all of this is revealed and she's like, you're right. I did a bad thing. I'm terrible. It's my fault. Like, and she, like, they all vote for her. And she's like, yep, I accept. Yeah. End of movie, right? End of movie. She's agreed. It's time for death. And then... Nobody deaths. No, they get to go have a fancy dinner. Yeah, maybe they've all been forgiven, they theorize. Maybe. Yes. So they they think perhaps that it's all over and they're going to get to go home. And then uh, Simone is grabbing for something, a piece of turkey or something, and he pokes himself on something sharp. Yeah. Which Armando discovers is... A big old knife. Big old knife. With a handy label that says, Do it yourself. Yeah, it's a do it yourself knife. Yeah. So then immediately they go from, Oh, everything's okay. We're all fine together to once again bickering about who is going to be the one and negotiating because, like, at first, Esteban is like, We have the advantage because the three of us are never going to vote for each other. Yeah. But the other three turn that around on him pretty quickly after the meal 
Because they're like, yeah, you have more to lose here than the rest of us do. You don't want to watch Lupe get murdered. So you're going to, one of you is going to sacrifice yourself. Yeah, it was complicated arguing and he had to do a lot of logic work on it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing we haven't mentioned yet is that they had 60 minutes within which to do this. And there was about 10 minutes left when Marta, you know, agreed to the vote. Did not volunteer. No. Let's be clear. She did not volunteer. She agreed to the vote and the timer stopped at like 10 minutes. Everything was good. And they went and had dinner. And then the knife came out and the timer started again. Oh, no timer. And then it started moving really fast. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be moving fast but man that 10 minutes was gone by the time they moved a couple feet away from the table yeah i think it felt that way because in comparison to the first scene where like five minutes had passed and it took about 15 minutes of movie time for that five minutes to pass yeah so armando of course because he's such a great guy is like i'm gonna go ahead and use the knife as intended and get Marta with it and there's a struggle and Armando gets stabbed and killed well he doesn't get killed he gets stabbed and not killed and they're like the timer's running out what are we gonna do Armando you should agree that we'll all vote for you and you should agree to die you just you're gonna be dead anyway so you just agree and we're good yes and he's on board with that Begrudgingly. Like he gives like a subtle little like mini nod so that they know that he will agree if they vote. Yeah. It's all very like (laughs) nuanced there. And uh, then they have to, the time is almost up. So they have to kill him because he's not finished bleeding out. Yes. And that's where it gets interesting. Yes. Because he explains to them the fastest way to kill him which is to stab him through the esophagus into the heart, which ironically Mm -hmm. is what happened when he did surgery on Pablo Vega's mom. Yeah. I mean, I don't think her heart was involved, but it was her getting through the esophagus. Yeah. Yeah. So that there was that. And the clock stops at zero hours, zero minutes and one second. That was, not legit. They just decided <laughs> to stop it then, which we found out. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it is manually operated. Yes. So that's the first of the like very appropriate deaths, right? He mm-hmm. dies the way that Vega's mother died. Later, after they, so they get out of the mansion and they're trapped in the maze. A giant hedge maze, just like The Shining. Yes. Um, later, they uh, Ter- Teresa gets out of the maze and immediately gets hit by a car. Bus, bus. Yeah. Yeah, so Which, that's fun. Right. That is how, you know, she had hit Vega's mother with a car, so that's what she got. And then we find out later that Jose, the old guy from the beginning, was actually the whoever, the doctor or whoever at the asylum who raped... Pablo Vega's mother in the asylum. So he gets tortured to death. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, technically he gets shot, but he gets tortured and whatnot yeah. in retaliation for that. So there's a lot of like parallels. Well, and then 
there's one more that's a very explicitly done parallel. After all is said and done, they don't kill Marta. In fact, she's the only one they don't kill. And they take her and put her in electroshock therapy. Yes. Because she left her sister in this asylum yes. being tortured. Yes. And Esteban gets shot. Not like Esteban didn't have anything to do with Vega's mother, but we yeah. find out that Esteban yeah. was doing inappropriate things to Lupe's friends and to Lupe, even mm-hmm. though he like lies about it all the way up to the end. Yeah. And so he just gets shot. And there's one person that you might have noticed if you were really paying attention, we have not mentioned yet. And who is that? Well, it turns out Simon is not who he says he is. He's not? He's not the cop that's been chasing Pablo Vega. No? No. Is he Kaiser Soze? Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It turns out he is Pablo Vega. What? And... He and Lupe are in a relationship, and he is They not better only, not be their cousins. Oh, they definitely looked like they were uh, in a relationship. Yeah. Not only is he getting revenge for the death of his mother, but he's also revenging the assault of his cousin slash, I don't know. We, do, we don't know for sure. There's no proof that they're in an, any kind of inappropriate relationship, but it is... Likely. The final scene of the movie is the two of them standing very close together, looking out the big picture window, the one window that this mansion has, because the rest of it is underground, looking out the big picture window onto a beautiful sunset over the sea, and they look awfully happily happily ever after to me. Yeah. But he wanted Lupe to shoot her dad because, like revenge yes because it's her revenge she couldn't do it she's just not evil enough she's pretty evil though. i know but not enough no she's not that evil but she certainly wasn't the like oh this is the one humane person in the movie that i thought she was gonna be (laughs) yeah you know who was a good person in this movie no one. <laughs> That's true. That's who. I mean, there were a couple of redemptive arcs in the sense that, like, Jose, right off the bat, was like, yes, I'm an old man. I'm very injured. Whatever. I'm going to slow you down. Yeah. We're not going to be able to escape with me. Like, I volunteer. So, I mean, I don't know that that makes up for his previous <laughs> oh, crimes. Really. But there was that. And then Armando, as much as he was through the whole thing and such a liar and like very much out to protect himself, once he knew he was dying, he was like, I mean, I guess. Very begrudgingly, he was like, fine. The visuals to this whole thing, very colorful, very crisp, artistic. It's a very... I don't know. Colorful movie is what it is. I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the things that I jotted down was that this is one of the prettiest movies that we've seen in a long time. It was the sets were amazing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the colors, the everything, the design was just very pretty. Very, you could tell that they had put a lot of time and effort into making it look 
I don't even know the right word. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was gorgeous. And there were some very interesting shots too, like you know the different angles or the where I made the note about it was they go into one of the rooms and at first like I thought we were looking in a mirror in the room that they were oh, in. Yeah. And then suddenly I realized we're looking in a mirror in the room that they're going into. And it was like a weird yeah. kind of disorienting thing, but in a very artistic kind of way. Also, there was a deer head mounted upside down. Was there? There were a lot of like interesting little details in the backgrounds of all of the rooms. Like yeah. I, you could watch this movie many times over and still be noticing like, Oh, there's that and that. And a lot of those things are probably clues as to what's actually going on that you just aren't aware of. And how does Pablo have so much money to build this fancy match? Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of money. I don't know. Ratings. I mean, I guess all we really did here was recap the movie and barely comment otherwise. Which is weird, but I don't know. I have very few notes on this movie, and I was just enjoying it. So, as a horror mystery thriller, I would award this film four and a half body squishes out of five. It's very entertaining and fun to go through the uh, misdirects and tricks of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all kind of ridiculous. Like, at the end, it's like, wow, they really organize this and it's kind of dumb in that way but that's how these movies are and so it's just fun to solve the puzzle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so at the end of horror in the high desert colon minerva uh -huh. i was complaining about how it just kept turning and turning and turning and like none of it connected to any of the rest of it and it was very confusing yeah this movie death roulette also has Probably one too many twists to it. Has it has a lot of twists. Like it just, it keeps going. And like there's multiple ending points where you think the movie is ending. I mean, you don't really, but like the story is wrapping up and then yeah. da da, something new happens. Like, you know, oh, now we're having dinner. Oh, now we're in a maze. Oh, <laughs> now we're being hunted by Pablo Vega. Like, it just kept coming. Now we're on a boat. Like, it was constant. Yeah. And I feel like it was maybe a little too many of those moments. But other than that, I have very few complaints about this movie. I, I enjoyed, even with the one too many twists, I enjoyed the twists. I thought they were fun. They were somewhat unexpected, but also... You could look back and say, oh, it makes sense how that happened. Like, it fits with the story. Yeah. The other thing I want to say is, despite the fact that after the brains on the couch and the clowns showing up, you know, the clown imagery showing up, <laughs> making, despite the fact that that made me say, oh, yes, this is horror early on. By the end, with the number of twists and the way it all was this, like, convoluted, Bad things happened to him when he was a kid, so he created uh -huh. revenge and blah, 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 and it's all twisted together. It really was a thriller. It makes sense that it's billed as a thriller. 
Yes. It didn't have a horror movie ending. It had a thriller movie ending. To be fair, it was a bad ending. It was. I mean, it... It was? Was it? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's the problem when every character is terrible. I don't know. You know, these two cousins, uh, they're, they're just going to make a life of it. Uh, happy ever after sunset watching from their mansion yeah. in a cliff. You know that's not going to work out. No. No, it's not. No, it did not have a happy ending, but it also didn't have a horror movie ending. It didn't end with the world ending. It didn't end with that that feeling of, oh, he's going to go do this again. It felt like there was resolution in some way that did not feel like a horror movie ending. Hmm. It was much more like this, this thing happened. I set up this revenge plan. I got my revenge. And now I can, you know... I'm good. Is he though? Well, for the moment, like he thinks he's good in this moment. You know, someone else will do something bad to him and it'll start all over again. Like he's not a well man, No. but it was much more about the mystery and about the, oh my gosh, who is this? And why is he doing this to us rather than the actual nastiness of what he was doing itself? Yeah. So anyway, that's a long, long way of saying it feels like this was billed correctly as mystery thriller. Yeah, yeah. And only kind of tangentially fits our horror. I mean, in the sense that we've watched a lot of movies that were equally as horror and (laughs) whatever. I am going to give Death's Roulette four body squishes out of five. It was a very satisfying movie. Um, it, you know, I don't think it's going to be one of the great classics. I don't think it needs to be stored in a vault somewhere so that we can still watch it after the nuclear apocalypse. I think they should do that with all the movies. (laughs) Because we're going to get bored when there's no more movies being made. Well, you know, but I do think that it is enjoyable. I do hope that people went and watched it before we spoiled it for them. Um, because it, it was fun to watch. It was... It was entertaining to puzzle out what happened. Yeah, it was. Fight the horror of a world gone mad. So, this is the first episode that is airing after the 88th Texas legislative session comes to a conclusion. Sindai. And because of that, I am going to take a break from adding hot political tips to the end of these um, reviews because I am personally taking a little bit of a break from being so deeply steeped in politics. Until Greggy pulls you back in with a special session? I mean, that's always a possibility. A guarantee. Here we are sitting on Mother's Day, by the way, which I realized is kind of an appropriate time, appropriate in quotation marks, to be watching this movie about Pablo Vega's revenge on the people who harmed his mother. Yeah, that is the theme of Mother's Day. Absolutely. No, as we sit here on Mother's Day, two, three weeks, two and a half weeks from the end of the session, I don't know what's going to happen during the summer because if they pass the school voucher legislation, then we might get the whole summer off. If they don't, Abbott has promised to call a special session. So anyway, long story short, I am going to take a break because everyone needs to take a break at some point. Hot political tip. Hot political tip. I'm going to take a break. You won't hear hot political tips for a little while. If 
we get a special session called, or if I get to the point where I have rested up some, or if we get to the end of summer, they will come back because that is my goal. Like if I haven't come back for other reasons by the end of like July, I will be diving back into politics intentionally at that point. All right. So anyway, take a break. Enjoy. Have a good summer. Well, we enjoy a hot new political movie next week. I have no idea if it's political. I don't know what we're watching. (laughs) I'm excited to find out if it is or not. And we'll talk to you about it then. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Have a good summer. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast. This is what you all paid for. (laughs) You're getting exactly what you paid for it. You're getting exactly your money's worth.